such a joy and a privilege to be chatting to Rikinet Stienkamp. She is the holder of the 100 meter hurdles title in South Africa. And Rikinet, so cool to chat to you. Thank you for your time. Wow. Where do I begin? I mean, firstly, I've got to tell our listeners that we do have your story of hope, and we're going to be sharing that a little bit later this morning. But for now, just take us through some of the basics of, firstly, running that incredible time of 12.94, if I remember correctly, and just that whole experience of breaking the South African record. Yeah, so for me, like, it's really been a long journey. So I love sports, all kinds of sport. But as I shared earlier, um, my story is that I really love athletics and running hurdles. So for me, it's been uh, I always say like I was a late bloomer and it took me a long time to break that record. I think I set my eyes on that record for like something like 12 years. Like I really dreamt about it, dreamt about it. And it was almost like I crept closer and closer year by year, but it wasn't just like I was this promising athlete that's going to break the record. Um, so yes, I did. I broke the record, I broke the record 2018 in Switzerland and I remember running the heats. Um, I ran a, like a fast time, my fastest time in my life, the 12.70. But then wow. the record wasn't legal because of the wind was uh, too strong from behind. So I was like, what do I do with all of this emotion and everything? And then I just said to myself, Ricky, if you just do the same, you don't have to go out and try something different in the final. Just, you know, you're in good shape. You know, mm. you are, you know, you're just flying today. And I just had that, you know, calming down talk with myself. And, um, yeah, I think it was just that day where everything came together. And sure. as an athlete, we know that doesn't come always. <laughs> the harder days is also very real. But when that day comes, you, you take it and you enjoy it. And so in the final, I ran at 12.81 and the wind was legal. And that was the the national record yeah so fantastic so that was fantastic. yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was 2018 hey eh? yes that was 2018 sure and i mean one of the things that puzzles me about hurdles is that people like you choose to run hurdles like i mean as <laughs> if life's not difficult enough you know and 100 meters is a short distance and how many hurdles do you have to clear in 100 meters uh, 10 hurdles yes <laughs> what Get yeah, out of town. I, That's like crazy. I always say, you know, when you when I sit on the stand and I watch a hurdles race, I'm also terrified. It's better to <laughs> run over there for some reason. It's just mm. it, it it can be um, a bit scary. Um, mm. And I also sometimes ask myself, why why am I doing this? But then when you fly like that, then it's just then you just love it again. So yeah. It's a- it's a very technical race because it's about how many steps you can take before you got to jump. And obviously, if you hit a, a hurdle, that can slow you down badly. And, I mean, there have been some horrific uh, falls and stuff like that. And, I mean, but yet you can carry on and you persevere. Yeah, I think, you know, um, every hurdler, almost every hurdler will tell you about a story where they fell. I've also fell hard in a race um, where I couldn't finish the race. Um, so, but it's also, as you mentioned, it's a very technical event. And that's what I love about it because I reckon if you can improve over one hurdle, just the technical thing, and you apply it over 10 hurdles, 
what can you do on your time? So I, I also yeah. love sprinting and I also do the hundred here and there, but that's why I love my sport because you can teach somebody and you can really get better along the way. Like mm. if you, even if you're just stronger and always in, in a good condition, but this is a very technical thing. And yeah, so I just enjoy that part of my, of my sport also. Sure. I love that. Now, Rickonet, um, in terms of, what goes into training for hurdles as opposed to just a straight 100 meter race? Um, I mean, there's obviously a whole psychological thing that you've got to figure out. Uh, there's the technique, but also then fitness, stamina. I don't know, like just talk us through some of that. And uh, hopefully somebody in our audience or a couple of people in our audience will want to follow in your footsteps. Yeah, so I think, you know, 100 meter hurdles is is a sprint at the end of the day. So you need to do a lot of speed work. But I've also realized that, you know, athletes differ. Um, and I have learned, I'm, I'm 28 years old now. I don't look, <laughs> feel 28, but... You look like you're 18, I'm, just saying. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> but um, I've learned how my body works. And I think that is something that I would really like to encourage younger athletes. Like it takes time to figure out, are you more endurance based athlete that can do a lot of 200s, 300s. But the thing is at the end of the day, I'm a hurdler. So the mm. more that I do hurdles on a high intensity and a high quality, the better I will get at it. So that's, we do that, but obviously you can't run hurdles full speed every day. Like nobody's body can handle that. So it is combining, you know, speed work with power work with like sleds. And then we're also in the gym. And then we also have to have that base of doing a bit of um, endurance or we call it tempo runs. We do a lot of that as well. And yeah, so then you also have to bring the stability, like the small core exercises. So I think it's like a whole new world how you bring everything together but um mm. you know i i also believe in i train in a very unconventional way as well because i've just learned that hurdles is hot on the body you know like with regarding impact so i do a lot of actually training in the swimming pool for example where i started to get like a bit creative and you know mm. that's one thing about me is we need to try, or I believe I need to try different things if I want to achieve something that is, you know, out of that I've never been before, if that makes sense. So I yeah. do try new unconventional ways um, to, to improve. Um, sure. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it's again, something you share in your personal testimony in your story of hope, which we'll be playing a little bit later this morning. But um, in terms of in 2016, going for a foot operation because of an extra bone um, that had to be removed. And from there, having to learn to walk again to yeah. two years later, breaking the South African record. I mean, that must have been a whole different set of challenges and hurdles physical emotional to overcome yeah so you know injuries is unfortunately um, a big part of of sport and um, you know for a long time I've wrestled with this and even with God because why I just want to I just want to run and, and do what I love you know and then we sometimes have to we we live we're still imperfect we live in an imperfect world and injuries and pain and all of these things are part of the journey and so for me it was I've had other injuries also, like a few hamstring injuries before, which is also, you know, um, you know, setback in its own way. But 
the the food operation was obviously a big setback because for 2015, the whole year, no doctor, no physio, nobody could tell me what was wrong because it was something very unusual. And then only in 2016, the beginning of the year, um, I went to a food doctor and he did just a simple x-ray and he told me, listen, there's an extra bone in your ankle, which is basically in the way, especially for somebody that does hurdles the whole day, you know, it's going to get inflamed and and very irritated so he said to me there's no other way you can rehab for the rest of your life the bone is going to be there and it's going to be mm. in the way so you have to remove it so we made the decision yeah to do it right away and obviously now you have to learn how to walk in the right way so obviously I could have walked a bit but I was really like my biomechanics was out and the doctor said no 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 we need to literally go back to basics and teach you how to walk in the right way again so that was a process of I would say nine months the whole process of going for operation bed rest for six weeks you know and to be honest no the doctors couldn't guarantee me you will run again you know they they couldn't tell me that and if they did they they can't guarantee you you're going to run well you know and I'm like Mm. okay I want to you know, go to the Olympics and stuff like that. So there was a lot of doubt. There was a lot of tears. There was a lot of maybe I should just, you know, say I think I was 24 years old or say maybe I had a, like a quite a good career. Maybe it should, it's time just to make peace, you know. Um, and it's, it's, it's valid to think like that in that, in that time. Or it, it seems like, you know, it's understandable if I could say it that way. But I think that is a time like that where you need to really go to God and ask him, Lord, it would make sense for me to say maybe it's it for me now. I've had a great career. Maybe I should start looking for a job or whatever. But there was something still in my heart that I knew that I still want to run. And there's something mm. that, that wants to come out. And nobody could you know, tell me that or confirm that for me. It was just a little faith that you needed like of a mustard seed. And even if you have that faith and you say, okay, so I came to that point where I decided, okay, I want to pursue this dream again. But I also said to the Lord, like, I don't know where to start even. So I just started with a new coach and I just said to to that coach, like, I just want to, run again and slowly get into things and when we run maybe in a year then we do that it's not as if we're going to push for a time or anything like that I just want to do what I love and 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 see where it goes 